Hey, Dad, what do you do when you're out with friends? The waiter comes up and tries to take everybody's order, but the whole table freezes up, and everyone's looking at each other trying to find some help. Mm, that's a great question. So what, what should I do? You should have some confidence, Dad, or as our friends at Jägermeister call it, shotfidence. If everyone's having trouble ordering, here's what you do. You take charge. You grab the bull by the horns. You find that dog in you, and you make an executive decision. And just order for the table a round of ice-cold Jägermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, we've all been drinking Jägermeister wrong. Did not know that. How should we be drinking it? Glad you asked, Dad. We should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit. Well, that brings up other things that I love ice cold as well. And I'll tell you right out of the gate, that's going to be a candy bar pulled out of the freezer. That's my way of eating candy. Oh, I love it. On the golf course out there, you get to the turn in the middle of the round there, and you get to that little clubhouse there, and they've always got the candy bar options, and I always see they've usually got a little box of them in the freezer, and it always makes it better on a hot day out on the golf course, taking a bite of that cold, cold chocolate and getting ready to go for the rest of my round. It's the same way with Jägermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice-cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. You're listening to DraftKings Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome wow. to Gojo and Golik. Live from Super Bowl 58, drink it in, take a look at the beautiful wow. Lombardi Trophy. Mike Golick Jr., Mike Golick Sr., and one of Vince Lombardi's greatest gifts to the game right there. We got a chance to check this we out, did. Dad. We have been out here all week here in Las Vegas getting ready for the big game, and it's starting to feel real around here on Radio Row, not the least of which reason is because we actually got to see the trophy they're going to win, and neither of us had the temerity, the unmitigated gall to touch it, no. knowing that neither of us have won it. No, uh, again, that, uh, the, that was the actual trophy uh, on our set, and it's delivered here wrapped and, and held with, with uh, people with white gloves on, security with white gloves, and you cannot touch no. it. And I remember at ESPN, we'd have the Stanley Cup come in, and there'd be a security person with it. And the same way, you couldn't touch it. And we had a player in who hadn't won the cup, and yep. they wouldn't touch it as well. But we were trying to find out because we're, we're going to talk to Emmett Smith today. But and he was, uh, you know, before the, the the trophy isn't here anymore. It's like if you win the Super Bowl, can you touch? the Super Bowl trophy. And yeah. I have to believe you're allowed to, Do right? you get free reign for the rest of time once you're a Super Bowl champion to touch the trophy? Without the glove, without the no white gloves. No one is supposed to touch without the white yeah. gloves. We will have to find out that answer going down here. You mentioned we got a great show oh, for everybody boy. today to finish off the week. As always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review us. Leave us a five-star rating and check us out here live Monday through Friday. This week we've been on 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. We'll be back 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern next week. We got a banger. Send you guys off here today. Check out the guest list for the last day of the show. All-Pro wide receiver Justin Jefferson going to join us from the Minnesota Vikings. Great young wide receiver for the Houston Texans, oh. Nico Collins. Yep. Michigan Wolverine. We'll let that go. Yeah, we will. Going to join us here as well. Greg Olson, former tight end, current lead analyst for Fox NFL Football. Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, pair of running backs here. Uh, one currently in the NFC North, one former NFC North running back right. now in the South. And the Hall of Famer Emmett Smith, as you mentioned, and Vernon Davis, former NFL tight end, played for this 49ers team, all going to join us here to finish off the day. And, Dad, it has been a week. You can hear it in my voice now. Yes, yeah. I finally sound like a Super Bowl in Vegas. You, you really do. And one of the best things about it is I get mocked all the time for paper, for printing my rundowns oh, and for God, having paper. Go. So Mike went out last night, but he actually went out yesterday, 
day right after the show. I was grinding. I was grinding out here. Left the show and had his backpack and computer and went out till all hours of the morning with his backpack and kept leaving it at places and forgot to bring it home with him last night. So Mike is actually throwing back to my days, actually my days, what I still do now, having to write out things on a piece of paper. I love seeing it. I love it. It works. You know what a loser I felt like walking into a bunch of Super Bowl parties with a backpack on? (laughs) You know the easiest way? I already feel uncool walking into these settings of all these rich, famous people in great outfits and clothes I can't pronounce, and I'm walking in there with a backpack. That's my first day of school. (laughs) I mean, no one would serve me drinks or do anything. I had to ditch the backpack somewhere. The Kelsey brothers threw a wonderful party. Obviously, Travis wasn't there getting ready for the Super Bowl, but the rest of the Kelsey clan threw a phenomenal party. They now have my backpack. So, Jason, (laughs) Donna, if you're watching this, I saw Kylie Kelsey there last night, too. Please take care of it. There's valuable things in there. There might be Skittles in that bag. You can have some of them if they're there, but that is why I sound the way I do. And I have all the pieces of paper and funny with the writing on it. I love damn it. paper. I love it. I miss my Google Doc. I want to go home. <laughs> I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. Now, one thing we mentioned, we've got all these guests here, Dad. We've had a week full of it, and it's been awesome. Yeah. Our whole crew here has worked tirelessly Incredibly. to bring you yeah. guys great shows, a bunch of wonderful guests to try and do it. We haven't actually gotten a chance to talk much about the game no, outside of with these guests who have given us great insight onto that. But we want to break it down. We've said it before. You're going to be on the sideline for Westwood One on the call. You're getting ready to call this game. And so we're going to move up a little something that we normally do in this show. Normally in this show, we get a chance to do our acrostic poem. It's become the way that we tell the story of NFL weekends as we're going into them. And normally we've got our friend Jesse or Emerson back at the studio in Boston to read this beautiful poem that our producer Slates writes for everybody. And so... Obviously, Jesse's not here. Jesse's She's not here. Getting ready to give birth, yes. Being pregnant in Las Vegas sounds like hell on earth. Oh, I my God. wish that on my worst enemy. No. And so, making his debut here to read the acrostic, a voice you know and love, our dear friend, super producer Brandon Newman, is going to kick off the acrostic Super Bowl edition as we prepare for this game. Brandon, <laughs> the floor is yours. <laughs> I'm back. Oh, my and God. And I'm ready wow. to mess up another acrostic poem because it's just that time. What, you guys, that was, oh, you guys, that was a setup? No, that was a setup, yeah. It's all yours, Oh, no, it's, 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 I was just saying, you can say, yeah. I, in my my script, we had a little fodder. At oh, that you want a little back and forth? Us, but, okay, this, yeah. feels like, this feels like a late night show, by the way, There's, right now. Where we're up here interviewing you right now. Yeah. You've got the big hat on here. here here's so, our yeah. fodder. This is our banter right now. Here's the banter. Good? Here's the banter. You look stupid in that hat. Read the acrostic. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, a guy who understands the show. Okay, let's do this. You guys ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I got to get, get my Edgar Allan Poe voice on. Ooh. Shouts out to the Ravens. Um, G is for the game plan, the way each team will try to win. O is for the one-on-one matchups we're most interested in. L is for the legacy that someone will leave. I is for the highlights of our impact players. No, that, I missed that one. Okay. I is for the heights that our impact, impact players will achieve. C is for the chips on the table. Time to place your bets. And for the final time this season, let the guys get you set. What was that there we voice? Go. What was that voice? That's a, that sounds like your game show host voice. Yeah, That's it great. Little, yeah, it's a little bit of mix. I didn't know what I was going to do. And tell them what they've won. I was trying to do my Cat Williams, but I couldn't finish oh. it. Yeah, L is for the legacy someone will leave. That's actually a decent Cat Williams. That was. You didn't lie good. nearly enough, but, yeah. you know, it's still a decent Cat Williams. <laughs> and you're not drunk for as far as we know. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that is true. Oh, hey, yes. listen, hey, Vegas. Hey, allegedly. allegedly. Yeah. What happens? <laughs> Good you know, job. What Good happens? Job, Brandon. What stayed? Well Brandon, a round of applause. Well Brandon Thank Newman, you, ladies you and gentlemen. Thank Good you. Job. How'd it feel? Good? You like that? Oh, yeah. You know me. I, I probably could have practiced a little bit more, but, you know. Why? Well, listen, you're, you're, stand-up, you're stand-up comic, man. The stage is yours. You walk up Amen. and own it. Just doing some crowd work. Just there it is. Crowd work here. Okay. Make a crowd. All right, guys. It is time, Dad, to get to the acrostic. And then he started off with the game plan here, Dad. The path to victory for each team, if you're going to build it out. We'll make our picks eventually in the show. You will. But want to start out, I will make our picks. You cannot pick the game. But, Dad, 
the path to victory for each team. Let's start with San Francisco. They're okay. the two-point favorite in this game. That line's held steady all week long. What does the game have to look like if the 49ers are going to pull this off? So one of the first things they're going to have to do is do better against the run. We've mentioned sure. this all week. They were top three in the league in the regular season, less than 90 yards a game in the uh, postseason, 130-some in one game, 180-some in another game as far as uh, rushing uh, the rushing attack. So... Uh, they have to be able to stop uh, Isaiah Pacheco and that run game. So that, that, that's a key for them. Uh, offensively uh, for them, they, they use your weapons, right? I, I'm interested in the first scripted plays by Kyle Shanahan of getting everybody involved and seeing how the Kansas City defense reacts. You know Christian McCaffrey is going to be a big part of it. I'll say it again. Kyle Shanahan has been part of the two Super Bowls as a head coach at San Francisco, OC at Atlanta, and neither game did a running back have more than, I think it was 12 touches. Yep. You know that's not going to – the question here is how well, many. You don't know. Because, unfortunately, we thought we knew then with Kyle, too. It's it's something I'm very curious yep. to see if he can fight his own urge I as mean, a coach in those moments to still push it down and still we, risk it for the biscuit. And, and we saw Baltimore, the leading rushing team in the in the league, have the two running backs outside of Lamar Jackson run the ball six times. So yeah. I would suspect Christian McCaffrey is going to have more than 12 rushes. But for them, it's to spread the ball out, use those weapons for, uh, for Brock Purdy, and when he needs to make the throw, make the throw. But to me, this, again, this is is not rocket science. They got to the Super Bowl doing things a certain way, and that's using all the talent they have on the offensive side of the ball. But defensively, for me, without having to change the scheme much, you have to be able to stop that run because they've been poor at it. And I think to do that, you got to think about loading the box on early downs. See, that's the problem, though. If you do that, you're making yourself susceptible. I mean, if you were to – now, as a former defensive player, my thought process initially is we damn well better be able to line up in base and stop them and play. And we, yeah, even though they've been getting stung that's, there. That's all fine and good. It until hasn't you worked. I, I agree. Like, but I, I understand I, doing what got you there, so, but at some point you have to admit what you are at this point. We had – Steve Wilkes had to come out and chide them about effort right, in the postseason. Right. But, but do you – abandon it right away and just say, you know what, we're bringing one down in the box right away. Or do you say, you know what, guys, start it out, you get your chance. We're going to play it because you'd certainly love to have the safety back because we know the passing attack that they can have. We know the passing attack they don't have, though. I'm saying if you're – at this point, make Kansas City throw it to those receivers. Make Kansas City's wide receivers beat you in this game. I'm not letting Isaiah Pacheco be the one if I'm the 49ers defense. I want to stop and on early downs. Get them in long downs and distances because you have to get your pass rushers. You've got to get Nick Bosa opportunities against these Chiefs tackles because if you put them in obvious passing situations, Mahomes is going to have to get the ball out quick because, unfortunately, these guys on the edges have not been able to stay in front of dynamic rushers no, they all haven't. that long That's and true. protecting Pat. Yep. So I, I, I agree with you, Dad. Simple formula is you got to be able to gouge them with the run. Christian McCaffrey's rush total for this game, 89 and a half yards. He should be flirting with Super Bowl MVP if they win this game. It should be that diligent of a commitment to the run. And I think on the other side, you got to sell out early on there and really try and squeeze Kansas City to get them into those long downs and distances. Dad, for the Chiefs, let's go on the other side. Path to victory for them is the underdogs here and what they've got to do to win this game conversely. It's We know Andy Reid likes to pass, but we're going to see two, two tight ends, three tight ends. they got to run the ball. I, I think Pacheco has got to be a big part of this offense for them in running the ball. And then defensively, I'm going to be really interested where – how much Chris Jones moves around. I think he is a real key there. They'll try and match him up against and get him in one-on-one -on -one situations. But as Trent Williams said, you know, hey, we know where we're sliding. We know where, where we want to double. But it was the same thing I went through on a defense with Reggie White. You try as the D coordinator, in this case, Spagnuolo, you try and find the defense that's going to get a one-on-one a -on -one with Chris Jones. Is that bringing up six, seven on the line, dropping two or three, still bringing four, but the confusion has Chris Jones one-on-one. -on -one. So how does he get used in this? And then, as we'll get to, the, the middle of the field, to me, is, is going to be such a key in this game. I, I think for the Chiefs offensively, we know how they want to live. You mentioned it. I think they've almost tripled their rate of three tight end sets in this postseason run. They want to get down like that. How do they take advantage of the edges? Because for all the talk about the 49ers' run defense and where they've struggled, one of the places has been on the perimeter. We saw the Giant or the, uh, excuse me, the Packers and the Lions both try and get guys pulling out onto the edge, both take advantage of the fact that the DNs, Nick Bosa especially, they want to get upfield and cause hell. So if you can get them blocked down and get on the edges, you can make that happen. 
hasn't necessarily been one of Kansas City's best runs. They're more of a downhill inside team. So is this jet handoff territory in the early part of the field, in the middle part of the field, to try and stress those guys in the perimeter? And then, you know, the same formula when you've got fast upfield rushers, downhill linebackers. Screen the ever-loving hell out of yeah, them. Andy yeah. Reid coaches it better in his yep. offense than most every coach in the NFL. And I think you've got to get the ball out of Pat's hands early in this one. Try and get those receivers, Rasheed Rice involved, Travis Kelsey involved around the line of scrimmage and let them break tackles and uh, break tackles and wreak havoc. Yeah, uh, it, it's like I said, the, the first, and you know, the first couple of series are going to be really important on how you try, try and spread things out. All right, one-on-one, we got to move a little bit yeah, faster yeah, yeah. here. Man, we spent a long time yeah, there. Um, one-on-one matchup you're most excited about in this game. The one-on-one matchups are both linebackers, Fred Warner and Nick Bolton. I've been talking about them all week. Yeah. They're one-on-one against whatever they have to do, whether it's cover, man, cover zone, or tackle. You look at Nick Bolton last year in the Super Bowl, led the team with nine tackles and had a scoop and score 36 yards in, in that game against Philadelphia. So what he brings, again, is a third best in the league on opponent uh, passer rating against. Fred Warner was number one in that. I think the I think that this is a defensive game, and I think those two guys are going to be the real linchpins in there. Yeah, I, I would agree. The linebacker level fascinates me in this one. Uh, I do think on the other side, too, some of the other ancillary linebackers in the Kansas City Chiefs team, right? We saw Drew Tranquil come alive with the big game last week when Willie Gay was out for them. Uh, Leo Chennault and what he's yeah. done there when they've got to load up on early downs and distances because of all the base the 49ers run. What they do against a guy like Christian McCaffrey. What they do against Kyle Juszczyk. We've mentioned it all week in the happy hour boost around here. The number one most bet prop in this game. Kyle Juszczyk over four and a half receiving yards in this game. I'd say hammer the over, hammer on, the that, over on that. But it's going to be a great chance challenge for a Chiefs linebacker group that wants to get downhill. Talked to Aaron Banks earlier in the week, guard for the 49ers, said, hey, they send Drew downhill. They send these linebackers downhill. They give them opportunities to win in pass rush, and they dominated that matchup against the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC title And I'll game. say this, when Juszczyk gets his catch for over four and a half yards, he's going to be wide open when he does it, because I have yet to see a fullback covered in butt the naked, NFL. Butt naked wide open yeah. here. All right, Dan, let's go down yeah. to L here and talk about the legacy that's most at stake in this game. Legacy to me is Kyle Shannon. Shanahan. He's yeah. been a head coach in the Super Bowl and he lost. He's been the OC in the Super Bowl where he was up 28-3 to and lost. Uh, so I, I think they have the best roster. We've said this top to bottom in the NFL. You've got to match that by, by being the last team standing at the top of the hill. I, I would agree. This seems pretty solely tied to him. So many demons that he could potentially slay in this game. And he's been someone who's always been lauded as one of the best coaches in the NFL but without the hardware. And we understand like rings, they're like quarterbacks. Wins aren't a quarterback stat. It right. kind of are. That's all you've got as a coach are the wins and the rings on your resume. And for Kyle Shanahan to be such a brilliant play caller and to seemingly shoot yourself in the foot, hoisted by your own petard in a lot of these games, you don't want to see that come back to bite you in the ass here. So I'm with you. I think it's Kyle. Although the Mahomes and Andy stuff on the other side, man, this becomes really fun if they're able to pull this off. It does, but they they already have really great legacies, you know, so they can go up a little, they can go down a little, but they're already in, uh, Andy's a Hall of Fame coach already. He Pat is. Pat Mahomes is on his way for getting Hall of Fame to where is he going to be on the list. Kyle Shanahan's looking for number one. Oh, I get it, but I guess to the point about Pat is when you're starting to have the Brady conversations, yeah. another ring before you're 28 yeah. years old really cements you at that kind of trajectory and makes honestly our job in July so so very easy. yes it does so very much looking forward to that all right impact player the one guy that you're most excited to watch in this game Isaiah Pacheco I I think he is the key I mean San Francisco struggled against a run I love watching Pacheco run we know Andy Reid likes to throw the ball but Andy Andy Reid likes to win more than he likes to throw the ball as we said you're going to see multiple tight ends and you're going to see a lot of Pacheco up the middle between the tackles bouncing to the outside running hard and if he's successful I mean Pat Mahomes is already incredible with the ball but imagine if you have a good running game sure. that's working and Pat Mahomes with with what you could do what that could set up for if the game turned into just a passing game with Pat Mahomes you'd still like Kansas City because he's so good. But just think of the arsenal of, of what he could do at his fingertips with a good running game. So I think this is where San Francisco struggled, and I think this is where Kansas City can attack. So we've talked a lot about the lines of scrimmage, the running backs involved in this game, the tight end. I am curious from a defensive back standpoint, especially for the Chiefs. Legereus Sneed's obviously yeah, been right. an all-pro for them. He's one of the best players in the NFL, probably due for a nice payday this offseason. 
who are they going to stick him on? How are they going to deploy him in the back end of that defense? And where do they allocate resources? I'm sort of using him as a proxy for, hey, that pass defense. Is it, hey, we got to try and figure out how to mitigate Debo Samuel as best we can? Is it, hey, Brandon Ayuk's your true number one, and so can we go and make life uncomfortable for him? I think that's going to go a long way in showing us exactly what this Steve Spagnola defense that we talk about always has these great, very specific postseason game plans, what they think they can pull off I'm here. so interested to look at the coverage on the Kansas City side with all the weapons that is on the San Francisco side of the ball of how Spagnolo is going to do, do this and adjust to things. All right. Last one here. Chips on the table. Yep. Got to make the uh, got to make the bet here. Now, you can't pick I, this game. I cannot make the bet. I, listen, I, I hope it's st- we still at two points. I hope it's, it's a, a good enough game to that. Yep. Uh, that that it would be that it would be that good that that it would be you know hold to the two points either way. But yes, I cannot pick this one. I just want a good game, no injuries. Yeah, I want what everybody wants in, in a Super Bowl. But uh, you have to make a pick. I do have to make the pick. That being said, uh, as part of your ha- uh, duties there, you are on the field during halftime. Yes. So are you at the very least excited about Usher? Without question, that to be your I love part Usher's music and singing, but he dances so well. Yeah, he does. I mean, I would love. To be able, like an Usher or Bruno Mars, like that, I would love to be able to move like that. If oh. I tried that, my hip would be out of joint. Yeah, no, don't get any ideas yeah. down there. Yeah. You just stick to being ultimate dad and videotaping on your iPad or I, whatever you I, guys I, do. Shut up. I, but I'm, yes, very excited uh, for Usher, yes. All right. I am going to make the pick here now. I've said it all week. I said it as soon as we finished up conference championship weekend. I'm done picking against Pat Mahomes. We've laid out all the football reasons. I'd take the Chiefs outright in this game. I know they're getting two points which seems like stealing with Pat Mahomes. Given his legacy, they are sure of themselves. They got to this postseason and decided we can be whatever we need for the moment right here. Andy Reid has sunk into that offensively and defensively. They are a win with defense, ground and pound football team. They're a throwback. They've transformed into those Patriots teams that used to terrorize them. Over under? Uh, I'm going to go the under. I think that's got to be the game script if Kansas City is going to win this game. The game script for us is just getting started. More great guests coming up to you next here on Gojo and Golan. All right, guys, let's talk about Jägermeister. They could have written a totally normal ad here, like a really classic ad. They could have talked about their history, the 56 botanicals. It could have been all salesy and cutesy, but they know you don't care. Jägermeister doesn't want to be like all those other ads you've seen and heard. They just wanted to say two things. Jägermeister is great, but everyone has been drinking it wrong. Damn, that's cold. Drinking it wrong? All right, if that's the case, how should we be drinking it? They are so glad you asked, and so am I, Dad. I'm here to help you. Ice cold is the answer, at zero degrees Fahrenheit to be exact. Ice cold shots of Jägermeister. That's it. That's all they want to tell you. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends or at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister U.S., White Plains, New York. Welcome back to Gojo and Golick live from Super Bowl 58 out in Las Vegas. Mike Golick Jr. and Mike Golick Sr. And the week of great guests rolls on. We are delighted to get a chance to talk to Vikings all-pro wide receiver Justin Jefferson on his season, the offseason priorities for this team, and more. Take a listen. All right, excited to be joined by all everything NFL yeah. wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Justin Jefferson, kind enough to join us on behalf of Sleep Number. Justin, how's the week going for you so far? Oh, the week is going, you know, phenomenal. Uh, I mean, it's definitely uh, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of <laughs> hectic, a lot yeah. of, you know, running around back and forth. But, uh, you know, of course, I'm excited to be here and uh, excited to be sitting in front of y'all right now. Definitely. So uh, you're here with Sleep Number. Tell us about what you got going on. We've seen some of the commercials in the past with you oh, yeah. and one of your former college teammates and Jamar Chase. So what's you got going on this week? Oh, man, the, the Sleep Number has been, you know, crazy. Uh, that's a crazy experience, just especially with the amount of sleep that is needed to, to perform at the highest level. Um, and, of course, you know, Sleep Number being the active partner with the NFL, uh, having 80% of NFL players in the bed, uh, it, it's been 
phenomenal for me. It's been great working with them. Of course, you know, teaming up with uh, Jamar and, uh, you know, doing the commercial with him. It was, it was definitely, you know, experience. Yeah, for NFL players and former players, it's great for <laughs> you, too. Exactly. Like, because when we get older, our bodies are hurting a little more. Oh, for the, sure. the sleep number really kind of yeah. is a wonderful, comfortable <laughs> exactly. thing. So you're going around doing a lot of this this week, but how – how does it feel to not, you know, seeing the other side of it, knowing there's two teams wanting to play and that it's a goal you're trying to get to every year? Right. You know, that's the tough part about it. You know, the league is is, is tough. You know, uh, everybody is having that one goal of, of reaching one game. Uh, of course, we have so many different phenomenal players in this league, uh, and it's tough to, to go through every single one of them. Uh, but, you know, that's the grind that we put in every single, every single year. You know, that's the... The contract that we signed that we're, you know, we're putting those blood, sweat and tears to, to go and get. So, uh, you know, not reaching that goal and, you know, spending all that time with the team and uh, trying to create that that team camaraderie. Uh, so it, it's, it's definitely tough to to not, you know, reach that goal. Uh, but to see teams like this in 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 that game, it's, it's like they deserve it you know uh just with the stuff that they've been through uh the whole year having these different types of players on this team uh i'm i'm excited to see this matchup uh, there's a lot of impact players on this team but you certainly make a huge impact on your team and even this year you guys cycled through so many quarterbacks you still got over that thousand mark, yard mark mm -hmm. still made such an impact what is the next step for you guys as a team to get over that hump and get to where these two teams are now yeah uh, i mean just with the, the this past season it was just tough with all of the injuries that we had you know the injuries with the the, the turnovers that we had sure. uh i mean we, we was really shooting ourselves in the foot uh a lot of the times throughout the game so um uh, really we just need to, to to fill in these pieces of course we have a lot of question marks on a on a couple positions sure. um this off season so uh they definitely have some moves to make and some some decisions to make so uh i'm i'm just waiting patiently to see you know what's going on but you know, hopefully we, we, we definitely fill in those question marks. Do you offer your voice up at all, especially when it comes to quarterback? Obviously, that's the biggest question mark yeah. in the building. You yeah. had used to dealing with Kirk Cousins, a lot of the injury this year. Mm -hmm. H have you lent your voice? What do you want to see happen at that position? Yeah, I mean, I can only, you know, voice my opinion on what I, what I you know, think they should do or, you know, what I feel like is, is, is best. You know, of course, you know, having Kirk with me for four years now, uh, having that connection with him and, uh, of course, doing the stuff that we have done together uh it's going to be tough to you know restart all of that with a whole new quarterback uh especially if we draft one you know it's a rookie quarterback you don't know you know how he's going to turn out you don't know who's who he's really going to be uh for your organization um you know you might go get a, a vet that has played the game already and has that experience but you still have to build that connection with him uh so of course i would like to have kirk you know we don't have to really start anything over we can just continue what we're already doing but um you know i already know this is a business and sure. you know everything happens you know you learn quick it's a business, <laughs> you learn real quick. And, and and if you get another quarterback in the offseason at least you'll have the offseason to kind of start working on things talk about during the season because it wasn't long into the season there was a number that there were already 55 quarterbacks mm -hmm. that have played mm -hmm. you guys went through your quarterbacks there yeah. take us on the field to how what it's like when you change quarterbacks because different cadence, different yeah. throwing styles yeah. of how the relationship is and how tough it can be with multiple quarterbacks and receiver combination. Yeah, it's definitely different. It's, uh, you know, that, this is my first really opportunity to play with a whole different quarterback since I've been with the Vikings. Uh, you know, I've been healthy and Kirk has been healthy this whole uh, time I've been with the Vikings. So uh, I didn't really have to go through that that phase. But now last year, just having Kirk injured, uh, us not knowing who, what quarterback we're going to go with every single week, um, it was definitely tough. You know, it's tough to, to you know, go into the game not knowing who's going to be the starter. Uh, of course, throughout the week, you're, you're, you're having different quarterbacks throw to yeah. you. So, you yeah. know, you're, you're not really having that connection or that timing uh, perfectly. So it, it's definitely, you know, an eye-opener eye once yeah. you, uh, you know, have Kirk in there versus yeah. not having him in there. So uh, I kind of see, you know, what other receivers go through throughout the years of not having that that starting quarterback uh but this year was crazy seeing all of the different quarterbacks being injured players injured regardless so 
Oh, man. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot to absorb. What was your head coach, Kevin O'Connell, what was his message through all of that, especially in talking to you, knowing, hey, this is an added burden on you and what you've got to do? Yeah, I mean, he has that confidence in me. You know, he, he knows what I bring to the table, and he knows what type of player I am. And he knows that I love this, this game of football. Uh, so it really didn't matter who's going to throw me that ball as long as it's in my vicinity. Sure. Uh, I'm going to go get it. Uh, but, uh, you know, working with him uh, throughout the, the season, uh, of course, you know, having that time off from uh, the hamstring in sure. injury, uh, him just kind of making sure that I'm not rushing back, uh, that I'm having the time that I needed to, to be 100% on that field. Uh, you know, that's that's something that a lot of coaches don't do. You sure. know, they they want to rush you back out, out there on the field. They want their best player out there on that field uh, as fast as possible. So uh, I'm definitely, you know, glad to have him as a coach. Uh, you know, he's definitely uh, a player friendly yeah. coach. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he's young and, you know, he likes to, to mess around with us and connect with us. So uh, he's a great one. Yeah, he is absolutely a great one. There's no doubt about it, as are you. He's tremendously fortunate <laughs> yeah. to have a guy like you in there. And, and I want to talk to you. I know you're also here working with Madden this yes. week, too. Yes. How much time do you guys spend digesting that Madden rating? <laughs> How much does that still get talked about in the locker room at this point? Honestly, I mean, I, I've been dreaming to be that 99 there you go. For, for, forever. <laughs> I mean, since I was a little kid playing the video game, creating myself to be the 99. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and now to really look on the game, turn it on and see my face and see that 99 right next to it. It's 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 a dream. It's a blessing to, to be in this situation, to be one of the top uh, receivers in the league uh, and to, to continue doing what I'm doing it's, 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 it's a blessing man. it's unbelievable you're oh, one yeah. of the best receivers in the league yet you players what you put on the fact of seeing the 99 <laughs> on a video game it's That's amazing just, hey, he grew up playing it yeah. and seeing the guys yeah. that ball yeah. so now that next generation sure. is going to try and go and play with 100%. Justin Jefferson and do their thing 100% Justin before we let you go That's great. you have a pick in this game and I want to know do you have a favorite receiver to watch in this game a guy you like watching the most yeah um um, in this game, I definitely like watching Debo. You know, with Debo, when, whenever he has the ball in his hand, he's electric. Uh, and then he's able to play running back in the backfield. Sure. He's able to uh, be in a slot, able to be outside. Uh, he has the swag. He has that that that, that juice to him. Uh, I, I love watching him play. Uh, but I, I I will have to go Kansas City okay. on this game. It's hard not to pick Patrick sure. Mahomes. Uh, him him being in the last four to five championships, him being in Buffalo, him being in Baltimore, being in 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 crucial environments, and him coming out with a victory. Even though we have him, you know. Sure. We had Baltimore. We had yep. Bills. Yeah. And he's coming out with the victory. Oh, hey. It's, I don't know who y'all got, but I'm, I'm with you. It's, hard to pick against that. <laughs> it's amazing. Batman. It's amazing how everybody says San Francisco's got a great team, but Pat Mahomes. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, man. It's hard. It's hard to count yeah. them out. It's yeah. hard to count them Absolutely, out. Absolutely, man. No, it would be a mistake. Would obviously be a mistake to count you out, ever, man. <laughs> Best of luck with everything. Thank you this so much, Best man. of luck next season. We're Best excited love. to watch. Keep doing your Appreciate thing. you. Definitely. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And now that the Boston Celtics have slayed the boogeyman in the Miami Heat, Boston fans, we feel a little bit more confident about the situation. You can decide right now, and if you're new to DraftKings, you can also check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
All right, welcome back to Gojo and Golik live in Las Vegas, Super Bowl 58, getting ready to kick off this weekend. And as we march along, Mike Golick Jr. and Mike Golick Sr., we're joined now by Nico Collins, wide receiver for the Houston Texans. Yes, Making your first trip to Radio Row yes, and Super Bowl weekend, man. How yeah. you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Can't complain. Um, got here yesterday, man. Really enjoying it. You it, know, uh, second interview, so can't complain. It. There we go. We're, we're going we're, we're to let you, even though it hurts us as Notre Dame grads. Yeah. yeah. Well, your, your, your Wolverines got it done this yeah, year, huh? Stuff. Yeah. They did, man. I'm proud of them, man. Coach Harbaugh, man, he, he did his thing. You know, I feel like the NCAA then really didn't want him out there. You know, but uh, he, still, he still showed up, man, still did the thing, you what, know, and the boys deserve it. What do you think about him making his way back to the NFL now? Ah, uh, man, it's, it's, it's different. It's different, you yeah. know, it, but I'm, I'm proud of him, man. You know, I feel like whatever decision he made was the best for him, um, you know, but – I'm, I'm gonna miss him seeing him in the block M. Not gonna lie, no, it's, it's gonna sure. be a bit, it's gonna be a big difference. Now but was Sherrod Moore on the staff when you were there? Yeah, as well. Yes, sir. He was so. a tight end coach. He okay. Tight end coach. Oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. So he was still there. Good for him. Hey, he deserves that shot. I'm, I'm he glad does. he's getting he that does. shot right now, especially when Harbaugh got you know suspended. Right. And he stepped up big time. Six and know? zero. Exactly. And it, <laughs> did, showed, did and it, showed, well. it showed him what he could do. Yeah, so yeah it did. Well deserved. He no, deserved that. The proof is in the pudding there. Yeah. Uh, listen, big year for you. You talk about yes, your sir. alma mater, but career year for you across uh -huh. the board. So many great moments there. Uh, what from your end this year? Obviously, CJ coming in goes a long way, but yes, uh, what for you in your game felt like it took the next step this year? Um, I feel like, man, just for me, just, just doing the extra work outside the building, um, just working on the small things, you know, like doing the extra, you know, yoga, the extra stretching, you know, just – Putting it, put it in the after hours, you know, and I feel like that that really helped me out because um, I I wasn't doing that my first two years. Sure. I wasn't, you know, I was I was fresh to it, you know, I was trying to go to practice, playing games, and go play video games, you know, and, <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and just think I would be all fine for the next day, and, you know, and it really wasn't like that. But um, I, but so I feel like for this year, man, I I really put the pieces together, man, and um, I'm still figuring out, continue to grow, and continue to, to um, learn. Now, well, what, 80 receptions, just about 1,300 yards, yeah. over 16 yards a catch. That, that to me, is, <laughs> is really an amazing thing. Yeah. But you know, while, while you're, you're, you're approaching veteran status or being, you know, uh, vested it's in that, you're getting close. Yeah. So you've been fast. in the league a couple of years, and a lot of times I talk about when, when guys that have been on the team for a couple of years, yeah. all of a sudden you draft a rookie quarterback, and it's like, okay, are we going to take a step back? Yeah. But you yeah. guys, rookie quarterback, Rookie head coach, rookie play caller on offense. So what? So before you even got <laughs> yeah. to the start of the season, what so, was the thought in the locker room of, of such youth at those positions? Yeah, um, you know, we, we kind of knew what the situation was. You know, we know we, we was a young group, um, and I feel like for us, man, it was it was a lot of it's going to be a lot of learning, um, growth. You know, a lot of a lot of people playing major roles. You know, early. You know, so it wasn't. Um, time for people to go like, oh, yeah, we got to learn the system. We got time. Like, nah, it's time to go in, you know, and make a difference. And I feel like um, and that's that's what we did this year. You know, having a lot of young guys come in, man, and just learn the system, going out and making plays for the team, man, without even thinking about it, man. It just shows, you know, what, what we can do and what we're capable of doing. When did you know CJ had this kind of performance in him? Now, um, I feel like when he, when, when he came in for OTAs, um, you know, just – just um, Rosso and there, just little things like that. But uh, I, I really figured it out. Um, we played Baltimore that first game, or during camp. Yeah. During camp. During camp. Said, during camp. Was there know? like a throw or something, yeah, or a moment you remember? Way, just the way, just his, his demeanor, man. Just the way he just carried himself. You know, just calm and collect throughout the huddle. You know, making plays. You know, just making the, the hard plays look easy, effortless. You know, one of the plays like, ooh, like dang, how you make that throw? One of those, <laughs> like, like, yeah, that was a dime. One of those, you know. So I feel like that was when I realized, you know, CJ gonna be special, man, and um. I feel like he just continued to grow, continue to you know show what uh, show the world what he can do. So th that was from from an individual standpoint. How about as a team? I'm looking. I th believe you lost four your first seven games. I think you were three and four uh, after the first seven games. When yeah. when was it? Did it, did the light w in the locker room and the practice field was like, you know what? We 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 can make a run of the playoffs here. Yeah. We're good enough for this. Yeah. Um, I feel like it just, it just really just came down to man. We would sit back and watch the film. We really just out there being ourselves. Um, we really just sit down and watch it, and and I feel like for us, we corrected those and went out practice and made the right um, corrections, and I feel like we we made that impact and growth every single week. Um, it's as a team, you know, everybody as a collective unit, offense and defense, man, and um, I feel like we just grew every single game and um, every single week, you know, one percent, and, uh, and and I feel like it really showed every week, and then uh, made it that far in the playoffs, man. So excited for next year. 
I feel like he's only he's only going to be better. Absolutely. We'll talk about your head coach yeah, and D'Amico yeah, yeah. Ryans, who's one of the stars in the league. But mm -hmm. big for you guys, Bobby Slowick, sticking around yeah. your offensive coordinator there, been a huge mm -hmm. voice there. Uh, what impact does he have on this offense? Mm -hmm. What are the most important things that he's instilled in you guys yeah. so that this could be so successful? Man, man Coach Slowick, man, he's special, man. He he, he put guys in the, in the right position to make plays. Um, you know, he, he, he puts you in the right position. You know, you see the matchup. You know, he, he go attack it. You know, he, and he's not he's not afraid to, you know, take the deep shot first play. You know, he's he not afraid to set the tone, you know, and, and then he, he carried that, that demeanor with him. You know, he, he's a dog. You know, he's one of that coach that he just go be relentless, man. Just be have, go have fun. Be you. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's football. You know, just have fun with it. You know, he walk around smiling all the time. So he got no choice but go out there and leave it all out there for him, man. And um, great coach, man. I'm glad he's coming back. Him yeah, man, Coach Gerard, man, is, is, is only up from here. It's going to so, be fun. So while, you know, it's a game and it's a fun game, it's still a business and it's still your job. It's what put food, puts food on the table. Correct me if I'm wrong. Next year is your last year, right? Of yeah. your rookie deal. So Ooh, does that does that quick. add anything? I know it goes quick. It goes Believe quick. me, it goes very quick. <laughs> does, does that add anything to like you know what? You're not only playing to be, and you had a great year, but yeah, yeah. let's be honest, you're playing for money as well. Yeah, yeah that's part of it. You know, yeah. that's, that's what the, the business we in, man. You know, you you plan for that next contract, and that's what I'm doing. You know, but for me, I know it's coming up. Um, it's next year, but my my focus, man. I'm just trying to get better. You know, whenever the, the opportunity, whenever you know Nick called me, you know that's that's the perfect time. But Whenever it comes, I'm gonna be happy. But for right now, man, I'm just working on my craft. You know, just trying to find ways. You know, I can improve on my game and help my teammates. What did you see as far as growth from your head coach, D'Amico Ryan's coming over, first-time head coach, all the pedigree yeah, from his yeah, time yeah, with yeah, the 49ers, yeah. a defensive guy. Mm -hmm. You're an offensive player, but what did you see from him over the course of yeah, the season man, for just, growth? Just growth, man. I feel like just is um, trusting us, um, us trusting him, man, and and knowing that we got his back 100 percent of the way. And um, I just feel like just every week, man, just Having a new coach, um, new offense coordinator, um, just new, 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 new faces in the building, man. Just new, new vibes, man. So I feel like this year was was a year just to get the growth, get the bonding, you know. And I feel like the connection got built um, stronger, and um, the brotherly got connected as the year went on, and um, and it kind of showed. So I, just, I feel like the connection only gonna get better. I mean, you're gonna be your fourth year next year. Are you gonna yeah. be like the Wiley vet on the team? I mean, I holy like, smokes! Man, it, it seemed like it. It's crazy. Oh, it's, it's crazy because. Thinking about it, man, I was I was a young guy looking up the Brandon Cooks, Chris yeah. Conley, sure. Philip Dorsett, uh, Chris Moore, man. So for me to, to you know be a vet, man, that's kind of crazy to even say. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. I don't even think about it yet. Old, old, old head status right. starting to yeah. upload yeah. right now, but still young enough to go out there and get it done. There's no sure. doubt. Uh, let's talk about this matchup in the Super Bowl yeah, here. Yeah, Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know everyone's seen this Chiefs team as the premier team in the NFL right, right. now. They're going for back-to-back -back Super Bowl wins. Right, right. In your mind, what does this game come down to? Um, I feel like it's going to come down to who, who really want it more. Um, you know, it's two, two great two great teams going head-to-head, -head, two great offenses, two great defenses, man. But it's going it's, it's to be a great game. You know, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to choose, but I feel like for me, I just want, I want San Fran. I want San Fran. Why do you Why do you want San Fran? I just want to see a different team win. Okay. You know, you always see Mahomes. Mahomes, you know, yeah. boy, dog. <laughs> he got it. You know what I'm saying? He he's, he's special for sure. But I just want to see San Fran, man. I feel like it's it's different team. You know, I feel like they got the momentum, but it's gonna be fun. It's amazing. It's amazing how we do it as 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 from a player standpoint, really to a fan standpoint. It's like Casey's winning. You're like, wow, this is great. Yeah, Let him keep yeah, winning. Yeah, then yeah, they get yeah. a point. And you're like. All right, I don't want to see him win anymore. <laughs> right, you know, I'm kind of tired of them right, winning right. at this but, point. You know, they, it's a great team, man. You know, that's a great team. They deserve it, man. But yeah, I just want to see a different face up there. You know, San yeah, Fran. different face up different there. Squad, win. You know? uh, that 49ers team is there. Is there a player on there, especially in that receiver room? So many different versatile types that you most uh, enjoy watching. Um, for Niners. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like Debo, uh, Ronnie Bell. You know, I played with him. You yeah. Know, at Michigan, man, I like his game a lot. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, do special, man. And, um, Really, that whole receiving core. You know, they they special, man. They they can get open, uh, especially the line of scrimmage, man. And they they, they dogs after the catch. You know, after the catch, they trying to score. I can you say know, a lot. So, a lot yeah. of the, your same DNA <laughs> yeah. of your guys' yeah. offense and yeah. what goes on with what Bobby was a part of yeah. there. So, so, yeah, so, so maybe Fran. like Debo, you should tell Sloak you want to run the ball more. Hey. Oh, there we go. Give me a screen. He's not talking about all the handoffs inside the box or anything like that. Give me a screen pass real quick. Oh, man. Nico, we appreciate <laughs> yeah, the time, really man. Do. Enjoy the scene oh, out God. here. Hopefully you'll be back next year, yes, maybe sir. being the one we're interviewing playing in the game. Thanks for having me. Thanks, awesome. man. Appreciate Thank it. You, sir. Established this off air to talk to my voice savior. Yeah. 
in uh, Greg Olson, former NFL tight end and current Fox Sports analyst. Uh, Greg, you and I apparently get the same note from a lot of people anytime the other's on air that we sound the same. So I'm glad we get to finally test yeah, this Yeah, I, I get it all the time. I'll have people like, hey, are you calling this game? I'm like, no, man, I'm home. And they're like, oh, it's Golik. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't right. know if I'm allowed to curse. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. sorry. No oh, it's Golik. I was like, yeah, but I get it like all the time. I mean, so we... Maybe people now listening to this are going to not so, know who's talking. Really tough. What we need is for you to either grow the beard or you to either shave the beard. Let me tell you what. If I had Greg's jawline, <laughs> I would never have this beard. But it said I inherited it's, your it's second my fault. Chin. It's yeah. like the, the turkey thing. Yeah. No, you look great. Are you kidding me? You look amazing. Thanks, man. It's, I like when you say that because it makes him feel bad. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's what it's all about. Greg's here on behalf of Fireball, which yep. awesome partnership, by oh the way. Yeah. Great hat here. Are you familiar? Oh, my God. Well, twice. I, I mean, have you ever? I'm going to tell the quick story. Please do. I, I, oh, tell us Every yeah. fireball story you have. I, play, I played in the Tahoe event this year. First time, right? I was so happy to play in that right? thing. So I'm all geeked up for that 17th hole, which is you know that that par three where everybody's on the beach hanging out there. So I tee it off, and then I go over to do autographs and pictures and throw the ball around. And someone's got a big vat. And he said, "Stick your mouth under that and drink that." And I'm like. Sounds, okay. good, sounds amazing. Sounds, sounds, sure. like the, sounds like the right thing Frank to do. Frank the yeah, Tank. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I'm stopped by Bed Bath & Beyond after yeah, my time. Yeah. So he turns it on, and, I mean, I'm, it must have been five complete shots of Fireball. And, by the way, love Fireball. It's so I mean, was it's like, delicious. This is awesome. And I think it actually helped my game. But listen, we're just we're into helping people. If it be, whether we're helping your game or we're helping you deal with a bad call during that's the it. game. That's it. So that's the campaign. I mean, how easy is that, right? Instead of throwing your TV out the window, the new thing, all right, we fireball the call. Bad call, throw the flag, take Ooh, a shot, move on. Ball the so call. we fireball the call, right? We're effing the call, and oh. uh, we're not we're not going to get ourselves all flustered. We're going to do a couple shots. We're going to get over it, and we're going to move wow. on. Yeah. Wow. Wow. This that is, is what a growth mindset for Listen, fans. we're moving on. We're people helping people. Oh, and uh, I've been in this business a long time, and you know what? I can still learn, and I'm still learning listen, from this you. This is why we're here. Hey, is, I mean, Greg, <laughs> speaking of the business, man, it's been a hell of a year. I mean, really a hell of a couple of years for you as the lead crew for Fox. And how have you sort of internalized all the feedback? It seems like you've become one of the most popular broadcasters in the sport in a really short amount of time. Well, I'm also well aware that uh, public sentiment and feedback can change very rapidly sure. in this industry yeah. so you know you know it's obviously always nice I had a teammate that tell me when I was young he says you're never too old for an attaboy right so I mean everyone yeah. likes positive feedback and whatnot but that's not why we do it right sure. we we want people to enjoy our call we want people to feel like when they listen to our call maybe they're getting a different insight they're getting a different perspective not better not worse whatever just different than maybe what they're accustomed to and I think that's been the element that people have connected with is you know some of the strategy stuff and some of the insight of the quarterback and the and the approach of the you know offensive play caller or how to play different personnel sets or whatever it is and I've enjoyed getting into that and it's been a fun you know couple years now calling the top games with Fox and you know obviously that that's going to change now going forward and we'll see how it all sets out but and the, doing it for two years, calling Super Bowls, calling two NFC championships, some of the biggest games in NFL history has been has been a blast. Well, I mean, you, you know, we think you've been great. We've told you yes, that. Absolutely. It's been, but what's been amazing to me when people ask me about it is, do you believe that they're just handing the job to Tom? I'm like, this has been going yeah, on forever. Yeah, I, I mean, it. when when someone like that comes out of the game, now the money's crazy all of a sudden. I mean, it's yeah, been sure crazy right, getting 37 and a half mil, but still. This this is this is something that we all know. Now you were a top level player. I certainly wasn't, and I knew when somebody was coming in. Well, that was just it. But it happens at all the levels, and and so you know what the writing is on the wall. Yeah, and and my goal all along, and and there's so many. I say it all the time. There's so many things I took for my playing career. You know, I, I got traded. I had free agents that got signed that were supposed to take my job, and I got released and cut and had to go play for another team. Right? I've been through all that as a player, and there's so many commonalities between your playing days and the way you approach it, and if you want to play 14 years, not everything's going to be rainbow and unicorns, right? You've got to work through some adversity. You've got to work through, at the end of the day, just when I was a player, every day of my life, every ounce of my focus was on how good can I be, right? For me to survive in this, in this league and go head-to-head -head with all these other top analysts that have gold jackets and played quarterback in big markets and all that, the only chance I had to do it and to ascend was to be good. That was it. Nothing else was going to open the door for me other than my performance. And I knew that from day one. And all of my energy was not on who's getting opportunities, who's getting paid what. It was just like, you know what? If I get these games, I'm going to kill it. If I get to call a Super Bowl, I'm going to kill it. And so on and so forth. And what opportunities come down the road from that will take care of itself. But that, that's the only way I know. That's the only way I've ever been kind of wired to do it. And I've applied that same approach now to uh, – 
to call in games the last three years. I still think it's going to work yeah. out on a right yeah, yeah, it will. Greg, you <laughs> it will. every offensive lineman in the world over when you were able to accurately and succinctly go and explain empty protection Man. to the masses here. I, I hate mean, when I, these guys get, in tr get, get uh, ripped on. You know, yeah. I get this sorry SOB out of here. It's like. No, 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 no. You, you, uh, you got to understand what's going on here. Uh -huh. But he's got to, he's got to sift that. He's got to sort it. He's got the end. When the backer hits, you got to come. You leave the widest rusher free, and that ball's got to come out. God forbid and, we blame the quarterback, God right? <laughs> and and it, you know it was it was the NFC game. It was yeah. Penny Sewell, right? Yeah. And Penny Sewell was exactly right. Yeah. He'd set on whoever the guy was, and then or it might have been Bosa. Yeah, it was Bosa because Bosa yeah. had the sack. He was the free runner, and uh, Penny Sewell was right. And he he's got to sift in. He's got to block the interior rusher by the backer, and. Uh, that ball's got to – Gibbs got to get his head around. It was either Gibbs or Montgomery, but he's got to get his head around, and that ball's got to come out. Everybody sees closest man, and that's who they play. Oh, yeah. I, I want to talk about this game and where I think a lot of it is going to be. You being a tight end, we have two of the best tight ends. But also, on the other side, Fred Warner and Nick Bolton, linebacker for each team. Fred is first, Nick is third in opposing quarterback uh, rating against them when they're the closest defender. So they're two of the best in coverage. Now, they're not always going to be in man. It's man or zone. But how do you see that matchup? those tight ends and the middle of the field. Yeah, well, the, the middle of the field is the prime real estate that every offensive system, and especially the really good ones, right? The San Francisco's of the world, Kansas City, again, they're not in metrically, they're not having the season offensively they had in years past. But, you know, the NFC Championship is probably the best example. Both Detroit and San Francisco wants to own the middle of the field. It's the whole under center play pass stuff and the deep crossers and everything's an in-break from those condensed formations. That's the philosophy the passing game is built on. If you can't defend the middle of the field, you're going to be in trouble. And the, you know, Detroit's pass defense is one of the worst in the league. And San Francisco's ability to defend the pass in the middle of the field, as you said, big reason is because of Fred Warner and right, then Dre sure. Greenlaw. So I think it's a huge matchup. I think both guys you just mentioned are going to play a key role, especially when it comes to play style, but also the guys you have to stop, the style of players you have to stop. And both teams have guys that want to get inside. Obviously, Kelsey gets the, the bulk of the targets and the bulk of the attention. And they're going to have their hands full because if, if we saw in the AFC Championship game, if, if, if Kelsey comes to life like he usually yeah. does in the postseason, he's, he's a different animal. What have you made of the fountain of youth that he seems to have found in the postseason? Because it didn't look like this for a lot of the regular season for him. He is a guy that's getting a little bit long in the two. Yeah. So how, how have you seen him take this step in the postseason? Yeah, I mean, it seems like he does it every year. Yeah. Right? I mean, it seems like he, he does this every season and, and kind of plays his best. I also think it's an element of – the team, the team has gotten better, right? Sure. Rasheed Rice now is starting to make some plays. Pacheco in the run games getting going. You know, for, for those four or five weeks when they really looked like they were struggling midseason, it was stand and shotgun, run around and hope to God somebody's open sure. and just play backyard football and, and hopefully find Kelsey on a scramble drill or hope somebody's short goes deep and you throw it over their head on a scramble bomb. Like, it's just hard. I don't care how good Patrick Mahomes is. That is just a hard style of quarterback to play. And if anybody can do it, right, there's him, Josh Allen, Lamar, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's just, it's a short it's just, list. It's a yeah. very short yeah. list, right? Yeah. So that's their the ultimate, you know, ace in the hole is just what Mahomes is able to. But I think that the team has gotten a lot better. There's more threats on the field that everyone's not just saying, hey, 87's right there. As long as we guard him, Mahomes is going to have to, you know, freestyle. That, that's just, that's not the style you want to play consistently. So who ultimately comes out on top of this one, then? You know, I, I'll be honest. I, I'm not a big prediction guy. I, I don't, I could make a great argument both ways. I think on paper, if you went roster down the roster, player by player, position by position on both sides, I think San Francisco's yeah, got sure. a better roster, right? I, I think they've got more all-pro players. I think, obviously, Shanahan's a stud and, and Steve Wilkes and whatnot. But it's just Mahomes is just the ultimate yeah. X factor. You could do everything right. You have the best game plan. You have everything going, and he just finds a way. And then the part no one gives Kansas City enough credit for, they're in the Super Bowl because of the defense. Exactly right. They last In years past, if they scored 17 points in the AFC Championship, their season would be over. Right? Mahomes and Kelsey would be sitting yep. here doing this with yep. you guys. Like, This is a defensive story. This is a defensive resurgence that happened very quickly. I mean, they turned this thing around. Last year was the transition year sure. of all these young guys, and they won the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl <laughs> last year because yeah, they yeah. had Mahomes exactly. and Andy Reid and Travis yeah. Kelsey. Now this defense has taken the mantle, and they've built this team the way you have to build it when you pay your quarterback so much money. And, oh, by the way, the yeah. youngest defense. That's exactly right. But bottom line is we F the call and, and hit, we the hit fireballs. Which, at Boom. the end of the day, is the only message of any of this exactly that means right. anything. Absolutely. <laughs> Greg, we appreciate the yeah, time, appreciate man. You guys. It's been a blast Thanks, watching man. you all appreciate year. Thanks, God, you guys sound alike. I don't know who's talking ah. right now.